And welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode number 58. He is Anthony Kessley. I am Tim Continenza. Welcome. As you can find us on the internet, on Twitter, we are The Real Radio MVP. And on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash radio MVP pod. And if you want to find us, and of course, our homepage, radiombp.com, where you can find all our previous podcasts. And uh, we've been gone for a while. Well, it's yeah. a little hiatus at uh, the end of 2018 into 2019. A lot of things going on personal, and I've been busy with basketball, but we're back and we're planning on uh, bringing you on uh, more weekly uh, episodes of the uh, sports podcast in 2019. So thanks again for hanging in with us. I hope you enjoyed our uh, running with the canes in the meantime. We put out three episodes in the last month on that. So, and they will be coming more regularly here for the rest of the basketball season. And then I have to, uh, Anthony, uh, get permission for the WPIL to uh, do the uh, the playoff games that way. So, I'm going to get my uh, broadcast partner, our good friend here on Radio MVP. Uh, James Dawson to do the uh, do the legwork for me to get the quote unquote permission <laughs> necessary to uh, use the uh, the highlights of our games because they actually own the uh, the uh, broadcast rights for the playoffs. So I think we'll get it. And uh, matter of fact, I'm hoping. Uh, I know I haven't let you talk yet, but I'm going to let you know this now. I'm hoping not only to get James back on here very soon, who is uh, doing double duties this year. He is the uh, voice of the Penn State Shenango men's basketball team. Plus, he's doing uh, the games with me, and he's really doing triple covers because he does games for WPIL uh, for Trib Live, too. So he's been really busy. So we're going to try to squeeze him in. And in the process, I like to try to see if we can get Don Rebel, who runs the network, on and just talk about the uh, Trib Live and, you know, and all that. So give you a little idea what's coming on in the future. Uh, enough of me talking forever. Let me bring in the wounded warrior himself, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, coming off the DL. Yeah, you love him. You can't live without him. Here he is, my partner, Anthony Kepley. Well, Tim, it's great to be back after a uh, month stint on the DL, as they would say. I was activated off the seven-day DL, even though I don't still understand how you can have seven-day DL for. 30 days, but I was activated off the seven-day DL yesterday. I've been cleared, uh, no restrictions, and we're good to go. So it's uh, great to be back doing something we both love and putting the health stuff behind us finally. Oh, it should be. I, I know uh, it was a, a long month for you, and uh, yeah. we wish you nothing but the best going forward. We won't go too much in details on that. Uh, it's good to have you back. Good to talk Thank sports you. with you again. My friend, and thank uh, you. Let's do this. Um, let's talk with the with the biggest story, of course, going on in sports is the NFL. Uh, last week spoke. The Browns still had an interim head coach, mm-hmm. and Vance Johnson was the Broncos head coach. Neither is true anymore. Yeah. Williams has been let go from the Cleveland Browns, and they have hired Kitchen as their new head coach. And then, of course, the uh, the Broncos have done that with a uh, was a Vic uh, Fagio. Fangio, what is it? How, yeah, Fangio from the Bears. Yeah, Fangio. Yep. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't write it down, so that's yeah. why I couldn't. Write it. I was kind of yeah. going. I'll be honest. I was getting into his name, and I was thinking of uh, the old pit coach, Fog Fazio. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since uh, you know, like they say, it's a what have you done for me lately? And I think you know, maybe to some people's surprise, I know a lot of people that. I know a person that are Browns fans were really caught off guard by the relieving of duties of Greg Williams and hiring Freddie Kitchens. Um, but when you look at it, Williams had the 31st, 30th ranked defense in the NFL, and Freddie Kitchens, as soon as he became the offensive coordinator, the Browns offense took off. It, it, it was finally the NFL offense that the Browns have not had in a while. So the Browns... Dorsey believes and the Haslam's believe that Freddie Kitchens is probably a bigger reason why the Browns had success coming down the stretch and he blew away the interview. Let's be honest. He he must have done a really good job. It is interesting. I think I think his first hire as defensive coordinator is a home run. Uh, I really do believe that. I think his 
is higher as of Steve Wilkes, right? They got Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, yeah. I, I think that's a home run. I, I think that's a home run. You know, look, they need some pieces. Every team needs some pieces. It's not, you know, there's no perfect team. Uh, but he's got a pretty good situation to walk into, a lot better situation defensively than he walked into in Arizona last year. I think he's given the right deal, but that's a story from another time. I think the Browns have done a nice job solidifying two key positions. I think Kitchens, everything he's said so far and everything he's proven as a play caller, there's no reason not to trust John Dorsey in this hire. You know, in years past, you look at a Browns coaching hire and you would almost wait for the, when are they going to screw us up? And I, and I don't think anyone can say that right now. I, you know, there are going to be some rumblings. Well, we should have kept Williams. They should have kept Williams. I don't think there's going to be a, a large majority of Browns fans saying that. I think majority of Browns fans would be pretty happy with Freddie Kitchens and the uh, coaching staff hires. You know, I uh, posted on Facebook back at the end of the, the football season, right before, I think, uh, week 17. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, just kind of summarizing the same thing you just said. I said, I trust John Dorsey. And I hope the Browns go through the process of hiring the next coach. They don't jump the gun. Yep. And uh, I says, now, Williams needed to be part of that process, and others who they deem, you know, viable candidates need to do it because I want John Dorsey to have a full full spectrum of, of what he his values are and where what his vision is for this organization going forward. And they did that. Freddie Kitchen, as you said, hit a home run probably – in many ways. I will give a quick story here. I was listening to Move the Sticks uh, with Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, oh, God. It probably was right before. It was that Monday of Black Monday when all mm-hmm. the coaches get yep. fired. Okay. And, you know, they did the recap of what coaches were going. And they says, okay, way too soon. Let's fill these coaches' positions. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking out of the box on a few of them. And I believe... It might have been Bucky Brooks. I'm not 100% sure. If it wasn't him, it was it was, it was obviously yeah. DJ. But uh, one of them was on and it, when it says uh, Freddie Kitchen to Arizona. And at the time, you know, this was way before, yeah. mm-hmm. and he, you know. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, oh, and he goes, oh, I, I think uh, DJ was going on. I like that because, you know, it was really out of the yeah. box. No one really had him on the radar as a head coach. This was way before the Browns announced, you know, who was, you know, in the mix. His thinking was, you know, obviously uh, go back to the Bruce Arians tree. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked under him. He's had success now as an offensive coordinator. You know, it would be, he, be good with a young quarterback that they mm-hmm. have. You know, all these things. And I was like, at that time, I was just like this. I go, I think he's going to have an opportunity to be the Browns coach. Yep. I didn't know, know if he would be or not. I just thought there was he was a legitimate player in that in that field. I was saying as I was listening to that, I says I can't see that happening. You know, him going yeah. to Arizona. But I says what an interesting. I mean, no one's brought his name up anywhere. Yeah, involving Greg Williams, Williams and and right and other guys. And, yeah, right. You know, after the initial you know comments after the season, Dorsey went out and said both coaches were getting an interview and i was glad to see that what really kind of made me believe that is when reports came out during the week uh did not allow kitchens to interview anywhere else yep uh for either a coordinator's job or any other job so made me believe that a he's you know already under contract long term with the browns and most coaches are have two three-year contracts when they sign with the team b that the browns have plans for him you know, Dorsey was not going to allow him to walk out that door. Uh, if he was not the head coach, then he would be the offensive coordinator scenario. And uh, I didn't think that was the case. He made his move, and uh, I'm I'm actually excited about this. I think he's a a player. He's a coach that players want to play for. Uh, I think it's the right choice going forward. And uh, they've put a, a you know Dorsey's a he's a veteran where to find the the right players like Steve Wilkes and the offensive coordinator and others who are coming in. And you see a lot of them coming from the Packers uh, tree, you know, which he knows very well. So I'm not, I think it's going to be a very good coaching staff. Uh, So I'm excited as a Browns fan. I mean, seven, eight and one is a huge improvement from 0 and 16. 
is it perfect? No, but let's face it. They went into week 15 uh, still in the playoff chance, and week 17 they had an opportunity to, to play a spoiler and uh, to help teams and do, uh, you know, heartbreak teams. So that's that's a huge improvement, and they are correct when they say 7-8-1 and one is not good enough, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again for those who never heard me say this. There's not much of a difference between a seven and nine team and a nine and seven team in the NFL. Yep, there's not. It's just a matter of getting a couple breaks during the game, and you you get a, you get in the win column versus the loss column. Yep. And you look at the Cleveland Browns season, and you can find three or four games that way uh, that ended up in the loss column that very well could have, or may have, or should have, if you want to play mm-hmm. those games into the win column, and. That's just the way it works in the NFL. That's how close it is. That's what parity means in the NFL. And this is what the NFL wants. And your good teams, in my opinion, win 10-plus games. Your great yep. teams win 12-plus games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I've always graded the NFL. We, You look at the ones that are left, they, what, have 11 and 12 wins across the board, you know, in both. Yeah, uh, 14, 13, yeah. you 13 know, and then, 12, exactly, exactly. 11, so yeah. I, I'm not surprised that the four teams left in, in the win totals they had coming in to the playoffs. I mean, that's exactly how you do it in the NFL. Your good teams, uh, like I said, get 10 wins. Your great, your better teams get 12, 14 wins. And that's basically where we're at. It should be interesting. So what you think of the, the Broncos move? Uh, they went defensive head, uh, head coach again. For, let's see, we lost Kubiak in 2016 after that 16 season. And then I wanted Vic Fangio. Uh, I think it's a home run. I, I think it's it's a no-nonsense, disciplined approach. And I think what Elway said was the last couple times it's been easy preconceived notions. He knew after Fox left who he wanted. He got Gary Kubiak. And he knew after Kubiak left he wanted Vance Joseph. He didn't really interview anybody else. But I think this time he vetted the search. He vetted you know, four or five candidates. And I think they all had one thing in common, and that was toughness and discipline. And going back to what you said, how seven and nine teams and nine and seven teams are very similar. There's a couple of plays away. Uh, Vic Fangio in his press conference said, the Broncos will not lose by death by inches. And what he said was, the small mistakes will add up to big mistakes. And those big mistakes lose your game. He said, if a guy's late to a meeting this day, it's a misformation or a false start or an offsides on this, and it kills a drive and a punt instead of scores. It gives the team a first down and a third down, and they score, and you lose. And those all add up. And I, and I couldn't agree more with that. Like you said, the, the difference between 7-9 and 9-7 those death by inches. I mean, the Browns have been a living microcosm of that for years now. Overall, it's early, but I think Vic Fangio's off to a much better start of someone in the coaching staff than Vance Joseph ever done. Now, I thought Vance Joseph will go down as the worst coach in Broncos history, and I don't, and I, and I don't think there's much argument to that. Um, I don't think you can because he's the first coach in, what, 30 years to lose, have two losing seasons back-to-back. Yep. The first time in 45 years Denver's lost 10 games in a row. It, it, it was simply unacceptable. Um you know, the whole Kubiak thing, as a Broncos fan, I, I want a Kubiak back. I love them. But I can understand it. Denver has to adjust with the times. Even Chris Harris and Manuel Sanders said that. We have to get more modern. You know, the NFL is you know, not the zone, zone scheme left and right. It could work, but you've got to be able to stretch the field. It, it's not dink and dunk anymore. The, the only team that can really do that is Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady. It's, you know, so as tough it is to see Kubiak go, I can understand the move. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, this new quarterback coach from the 49ers comes in and does as the offensive coordinator. Um, I love the hiring of Ed Donatel. He had success last year in Chicago as the outside linebackers coach for Floyd and Khalil Mack. So I think he'll be getting two better players in Chubb and Miller compared to stats, Miller and Chubb had 10 more sacks than Mack and Floyd last year. So overall, I think it's a good start. 
I do think they have to address the quarterback position, but I think almost every NFL team, in a, except for a select eight or nine, think about that going into the draft. And I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Flacco come in. And I think Elway will vet that. I think he will thoroughly consider that. But right now, I, I like the Vic Fangio move. I think he's going to bring a toughness and a swagger back that many NFL – if you want to be good in the NFL, you got to have swagger. Uh, I mean, that's just – you know, we saw it. Every team in the NFL remaining right now has that in their own way. And I think if you look at the teams that barely missed the playoffs, the Browns and the Ravens, or the Ravens made the playoffs, but if you, you know, the Browns had that swagger uh, from Baker Mayfield that we pinpointed last April or March when we did our draft preview. Going back to the Browns, if I'm Steve Wilkes, I'm almost thankful. Uh, I'm almost thankful that Arizona let me go because I'm, I'm not sure Steve Kime has a clue what he's doing out there. Look, I get you're trying to grow with the times, but, how does a guy become the apple of your eye after going under 500 at Texas Tech? I mean, literally, like if you're Steve Wilkes, you're thanking your lucky stars. You have to get to go to a situation that you're, you actually have a functioning GM that knows, you it's, know, how to address talent. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. It, Kingsbury it is probably the, the biggest wild card to become a head coach in a long time. Yeah. And, um, Look, he could hit it off and start like Josh McDaniels and start six and zero, or he could, or it could go really bad, really fast for the Cardinals. And Gerald, you got to think, what the hell is going on? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, they I have the number one. They had well, no, I mean they have the number one pick. Yep. Uh, here's you have Rosen, so you really do have your quarterback picked. Yep. Now you have to choose: is there another person right now? at that number one, worthy of the number one overall? Or do you trade out of it and try to get some depth? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an interesting question for them. Or do they make the decision that Rosen is not their future, which would shock me, and they go totally different and bring in like a Haskins or uh, a mm-hmm. Kyler? Uh, you know, so who knows? I mean, anything's possible. Like I said, I think you're right. It is a... It's a it's a precarious situation out in Arizona, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, but uh, I think no one's seen Kingsbury as a legitimate. Yeah, uh, that's and it just a shock. I think it shocked the NFL, it shocked the fans, and you know Arizona has a tendency to stab themselves in the foot. Yeah, uh, they they've do. Done it many times over the years, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we will see what happens. Yeah, uh, I think Tampa Bay actually got you know got it right. I love I love Bruce Aarons. I even said that the day uh, Jackson got fired. I said, if I'm hiring a coach today, it's Bruce Aarons. Uh, I think, in, you know, Jameis Winston's going to have one opportunity to truly prove that he's an NFL quarterback because he's going to he's not going to find a better coach to work no with nope. uh, than Bruce Aarons as a, uh, you know, as an offensive coordinator slash head coach quarterback guy. Uh, just, I don't think and there's some find... pieces right now that he could win now. I... Oh my God. They got great pieces down there. Barbara Tampa, and Tampa's, and... Tampa's has the offense ready to roll. Yeah. And it's... they're going to have a great they time. Bring in a defensive coordinator. Was that Greg uh, Williams? No, that's a, over in uh, New York. The Jets. New York uh, I believe he got um, the Jets former head coach. Uh, oh, Todd Bowles. Just, Todd Bowles. Yeah. I believe Todd Bowles went back to work with Aaron. Putting together some uh, when they made that Super Bowl run, he was the defensive coordinator. That's right. You look at the you know the Buccaneers and the Browns and uh, the Broncos. I think for the most part, and you you think they did a pretty nice job finding a head coach and hiring at some some nice assistants. I I think Tampa Bay is going to challenge. They're not going to win the division. But I think Jameis Winston is going to get a lot better. If you want to learn from a quarterback guru, you look no further than Bruce Arians. I cannot disagree with you. I, I'm I'm always been a Bruce Arians fan, oh. uh, going back to his days when he was working with Tim Couch, and uh, before that with uh, with Manning in, in Indianapolis. So uh, who knows? I mean, we'll see what how it all works out in the end. But yeah, he's he's a proven. He knows what he's going to do. He's going to get things done. 
He's a proven coach, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Tampa made a, made a very shrewd move. Bruce Arian campaigned big time to be the Cleveland Browns head coach and never got an interview. So, yep. But his protege, in a sense, uh, Freddie Kitchen got the job. So, yeah, should be yeah. Uh, should be interesting going forward. And I believe they play next year. Uh, uh, one of the non conference North. I believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe they do. So it should be interesting if it if it does happen. The New York Jets, real quickly, Adam Gaze. At least they went offensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they've always hired a defensive coach conference? for so many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tell you what. I tell you what. That's a, that's a hell of a way to start your career in New York. <laughs> Welcome to New York with a media's going to have fun with that when you lose. Oh, my goodness. That was They'll almost as bad as butt fumble, you know? They hey, hope it's they get the Jets, it right. and I'm not. I'm not going to cry. No, you, you know how I feel about. Oh no, yeah, I you don't like the Jets at all. World, so I don't mind at all. I just, you know, going on. Hey, let's 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 switch subjects real quick. Let's. Uh, I love the NFL. We could talk all day on it, but you had an experience this week. Yeah, uh, this past week, you went up to Cleveland for uh, Tribe Fest. Mm-hmm. Just take a moment, talk about it, and and what you did, and and what you seen, and and uh, how you enjoyed your your afternoon up in Cleveland. Yeah, it was nice. It was my first time going up to TriFest. I've heard a lot about it. And uh, this year with our season ticket package, we got the uh, the chance to go for the morning session. That was a lot of fun. It was neat. I think it's more geared towards the kids. And I can totally understand that. Because right now, uh, baseball is struggling to draw the younger generations. So I can understand that. I thought it was really neat having the chance to I just walk up and talk like you and I are talking now to some of the players and the coaches. Anthony was there. Tom Hamilton was there. You know, it's as every team right now believes in mid-January, they're, they got a chance to be pretty good. But I really feel like the thought around the Indians today is we knew we needed to get younger. We knew we needed to dump some salary. But the, this one has re-energized them. And I think it put them in a position to where you're still in a position to win the division. And, and that's what you wanted to do. You want to sacrifice that. A chance to be underdogs again. And the Indians have thrived. And Francona led Indians specifically have done very well when they've been the underdogs. So I think the Indians like where they're at right now. Obviously, they want to add more pieces. But it was just a lot of fun interacting with the players. Uh, the sense that I got, especially from – Jake Bowers, he was on one of the stages of being interviewed by Andre Knott. And Andre was just asking him, how is it coming to Cleveland? How is it being the new guy? You know, this is your first chance to be around the guys. And he said that you never like being traded because it's just something that shaped up your whole routine. And baseball players are routine guys. But he said it's amazing coming to a town that loves their baseball. Coming to a franchise that wants to win. He said nothing against Tampa Bay. They they love winning and they want to win. They got a really good team right now. He said the unfortunate thing is you got more Yankees and Red Sox fans in Tampa. And he said he's looking forward to the summer nights where there's 30,000 at the stadium. He said he's never had that at a home game. And he said they deserved that last year, but it was so tough to draw in Tampa. He's like, the guy's. Him and Pulecki are just really excited. To, you know, they're all excited to be here. I talked to Bauer, despite you know the quirkiness and the. And they, he's a nice guy. One kid walked up, probably eleven or twelve years old, and had a Bauer outed shirt on with his little logo on it. And Trevor stopped and talked to him for about 10, 15 minutes, and just explained his curveball grip and he, you know, it just couldn't have been nicer. It was a lot of fun. It was good to scratch the baseball itch. Uh, we're less than a month till uh, spring training starts. As bad as the weather looks this weekend, uh, I keep looking at my phone. I'm thinking 39 days, about maybe 45, I'll be sitting there behind home plate watching baseball. So Sounds it's, like uh, yeah, it does. It's, uh, it does. Uh, the morning of Tribe Fest, uh, the Indians announced Lindor signed a $10.5 million deal for arbitration, which I know you and I, when we tried to break down the numbers a couple months ago, uh, that's a bargain for the Indians, I think. You know, they I think the Indians set a fair price. $43 million, um, and I heard they were maybe expecting 14 15 for Lindor. So you got 10 and a half. It, 
you're right. It's a fair price. He deserves it. It was criminal. No, it's criminal. I shouldn't use that word. Uh, it was a lucky of a draw that the Indians were getting him for so cheap. But a ten half million dollars, a fair price. He deserves it. The game is changing quite a bit. And yes, it is. Indians have always been out in front with their players. And yes, you know, for example, uh, Ramirez. He signed ahead of time. Yep. Got money early. And it's going to be a bargain late in the, in the next three, four years as they kind of bought out the app arbitration years. Bauer and Lindor are not going down that road. No, they do not. They That was the decision they both made. Fair. It's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It is part of baseball. So the Indians got Lindor cheap for the last two years where they really they're willing to pay him three times what he was making at that time. However, over a five-year period where they would control their cost and uh, with, like I said, within his rights, uh, was able to, you know, he's going to sign one-year deals. Look, here's, here's the honest to God's truth, and I'm not trying to scare Indians fans. Enjoy Francisco Lindor as long as you can. Yep. Because he's on the same path as Jim Tomey. Yes, a he Hall is. A famer who probably will leave Cleveland for a huge contract. It's just a reality. I don't yeah, want it to happen. I think the Indies will step up, step up and try to make a legitimate offer for him when it comes time. However, uh, just be realistic. And that's a tough thing for fans to be because fans don't have to be. And I'm not telling you, you should be. Fans are fans. That's what makes it, you know, that's why you cheer. That's why you care. That's why you breathe uh, sports. Uh, I'm just being a realist when I say, you know, two years from now, I don't really expect to see Lindor as a Cleveland Indian. Just a reality. And he's going to get a $300 million contract when it comes about. Yeah, see what yeah. Machado gets in the next, yep. this contract. And that's what you're looking at, Lindor. Yep. I mean, nothing yep. less. And with the way baseball works, you're probably more. So yep. let's yeah, hypothetically say he signs a 10-year, $250 million deal with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machado will end up, you know, getting $25 million a year for 10 years. Yep. Uh, Lindor will probably be in that 10, same ballpark. 10 if 20, not more. Yeah. Yep. If not it's, more. So it's just, it's, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to scare fans. I'm just saying, enjoy it while you have it. I don't know what's going to happen in the future with the Indians. And I, I'm not going to worry about it. We're going to play the season 2019 and care about winning now. And, it's a brand new team, as you mentioned. A lot of new yep. faces and probably more new faces to come. Uh, I don't know if they'll trade Kluber or Bowers or you name who. I have no idea. I don't think it's in their plans right now. However, if the, if the, if it's the right deal in the right place, they believe that they're getting the right deal, I think it will happen. I really do. Uh, it may happen in June. It wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me if they get a um, the right price in June that one of them is gone. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just won't be shocked by that. That is part of being a mid market or small market. You, you just you have small windows, and you know you have to take advantage of it. And the Indians, unfortunately, the last two years, you know, didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. So it was a small, small run. So what can you do? These things happen. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. I lost you for a second there, so um, we're just now getting connection back. But I agree with you. I think um, we have to – it goes back to what you and I talked about in September, October. We have to enjoy this. And we keep saying this when we talk about, when we talked about the Cavs last year and we say it when we talk about the Indians. we got to enjoy this because we know what we are. We're a small market team. Now – that has our windows and our windows are smaller than other teams. So when we have a window like this, we got to embrace it. I think Antonetti and Chernoff are doing a good job with, with what's going on now. They know that they know the window is closing compared to old regimes and old and the windows where they sold everyone off and we started to rebuild for five to seven years. They don't want to do that. And I like this approach. I, I like the back, you know, not almost a backwards way, but the here's, keep, 
key guys and dangle the you know the Bowers and Klubers out there for a ransom and see what we can get. Okay, here's baseball in a nutshell nowadays. You want your team primarily under 30 years of age. You can have veterans over 30, but you want your team under 30 in a lot of positions, including pitching and including you know your infield or your star players in the outfield. The Indians have gotten younger this past offseason with, with the loss of certain players. Now, when you look at where the Indians are headed, you look at the pitching staff in the AAA and AA, there's some young pitchers still coming on board. And yes, when they get here, yep. and when they get here, they're going to be fine. I mean, it's going to take time. You look at last year for a perfect example. You've seen, you've seen Beaver come along strong and yep. become that next generation of pitchers. You have others coming in that pipeline. I'm not saying they're ready today, but they're going to be coming. And the Indians have a success rate there. And we'll see exactly how it goes. They've yeah, either got- traded for young players that they've groomed mm-hmm. or they've groomed them themselves. And I honestly think the window is closing, but in the same vein, it's it not just might be a, a stronger. Yeah, it's not shut because it's just going to be a harder yeah. fight in the division. Yeah. Minnesota is getting better, and Detroit will get better. And Chicago will get better. So it's just a matter of time. And you gotta you gotta work within mm-hmm. the system you play in. But I, I love where the Indians are at. And I I do too. And I think this I year too. it will be an interesting um dynamic for for Francona and uh, for the front office and moving forward because even if Kluber's a bargain in the next three years for the numbers that he's signed for. He's also getting to that point where pitchers either plateau or, or they decline. Yep. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen. He's he's special. He really yep. is special. So I'm I won't be surprised if he can pitch until he's 38 years old. It wouldn't shock me one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that's you know you just have to wait and see. Barring injuries and everything else that goes involved. But I love. I think the Indians are going to be okay. I think it's going to be a brand new I do start. Too. I- uh, I do too. There's still a lot of moves to be made. I agree. I don't and think they're done yet. I think need, they got a lot yeah, to the do. Still needs help, and we'll see where what they choose to do going forward. And this offseason reminds me of a little of Tito's first year when they struck late mm-hmm. with more yes. and wait until the Harpers and the Machados and all those guys sign elsewhere. Because uh, if you look at the outfield market, I think that's what the unions are are pinpointing right now as their biggest need, there's some really good players out there. Carlos Gonzalez, Nick Marquez, Adam Jones, who the Indians flirted with last year. You know, there's Melky Cabrera still there. There's a lot of guys, you know, Cody Allen hasn't signed you. I know Indians fans and all that, and me too. Um, you, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see him come back. I hope he Alexis does. Perez could come back. You know, I, I was talking to a guy at work. Vegas has us pegged at 91 and a half wins over under. And I said, that's fair. That's, that's right where we were last year. He said, yeah, but we lost all these guys. And I said, yeah, but you add more, you know, Santana's more versatile than this. And I, I just think the bullpen can't be that bad again. The bullpen will not be that bad again. The bullpen will get stirred up. They know that. Having hand in Simber a whole year now will help. You know, the loss of Miller, like you said, you wanted him back. It's tough. You didn't really have him healthy at all for large portions. Yeah. So well, you, a, yeah, it is what it is there. However, I will say this: if you want to see how good the Indians bullpen will or will not be next year, watch for the health and success rate of Nick Goody. I yep. If you want a barometer, him and Tyler Olson. Yeah, you want a barometer of how good the bullpen can or cannot be next year. It's going to be the success rate in the health of, of Nick Goody. Nick Goody could be a very important part of the bullpen going in the future. I so we got a we got a, a, a snowstorm coming our way. Yeah, uh, this weekend. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I turned fifty two on Saturday, and it's going to Tim, snow like eighteen inches. <laughs> I am hoping. I don't want to dampen your birthday. Um, I agree with you about Goody and Olson. I'll say this. I think the Indians will win more games than they did last year. I'm going to go on the limb. I think the Indians win more games than they did last year. And the bullpen's not going to blow 14 games. Tim, I hope we get a foot of snow plus more. I got this wedding 
on Saturday, but I don't want to go to it all. I don't <laughs> want to go to it all. I, I am trying to find every way out of it. I'm hoping we get 12 inches. I hope we get a foot of snow. Everyone is safe. And Mahoning County issues a, if you're an emergency vehicle only, you're on the roads. And you just stay home, and I can enjoy my two-day weekend, and I can get back to work Monday instead of going to this wedding. <laughs> Hopefully nobody is listening. In From that the wedding party. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm sure they can understand um, my my feelings. It's, it's not local, I assume? It's It's local. It's in downtown Youngstown. I don't really feel like driving downtown Youngstown streets that will not be plowed after a foot of snow. So, Well, hopefully it won't be as bad as they say and everyone will be safe and have a, a wonderful time. Safe and they're good and I'm sitting on my couch for fireplace on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> as much as that will upset my, my, my parents... Oh, um, uh, that's I hope who's I'm 52 and who's 26 here. <laughs> Tim, I feel like I'm going on 60. So, you know what? When you have after the month you had, you, you, you're well, you're more than thank well. Thank you. Uh, to, to when have you have that important opinion. members of your family saying they don't really feel like going to the wedding, let's get the hint. But I, I, I digress. I, like I said, I think back to. In a month and a half, I'll be sitting in 75 degree Arizona while snow's up here, and I'll be watching baseball. So, yes, uh, I'm hoping for a snowstorm the first time I've ever hoped for a snowstorm. So, we can send a card, say congratulations, and wish you all the happiness. All right. Here's real quick my weekend I have a basketball game Friday night in Newcastle, and then Saturday, of course, is. Uh, my birthday, no big deal there. But mm -hmm. here's the fun part. Let me backtrack a little mm -hmm. bit here. Uh, this is hysterical. Not really hysterical, but this is uh, me making a declaration that I never make. Officially, I'm officially adding two teams to my uh, fandom. How's that sound? Are you? Now, yes, I, 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 I've come to the conclusion that uh, this this should be fun. Uh, and, okay. and it's two sports that... One I talked about last year that I didn't make a commitment to, but I had a lot of fun following okay. it. And it's coming up in March. And I have no affiliation to any part of Australia, as everybody no. knows. So when I pick a team, I really don't care. So I'm 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 one hundred percent a Collingwood Magpies. I just love the name. I gotta go with it. I, I'm a Magpie supporter, as they say down there. So that, that is going to continue. But about three four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on Facebook and uh, a friend of mine who uh, I met over the last few years uh, on Facebook and in uh, other places uh, is uh, originally from England and a mm -hmm. uh, nice guy and uh, Peter. And he posts, you know, oh, we're going to meet at a West Side Bowl. And he always posts like a prediction of the score. And I'll go. What the hell? Could be something to do. Something different. Mm -hmm. It's in the morning. And uh uh, he's, uh, I guess, from the Liverpool area originally, and uh, he's a uh, Liverpool supporter in uh, in the Premier League. So I showed up at the at the West Side Bowl, and I walk in, and I'm thinking maybe three or four people will be there. There's like 20 people there, all supporting <laughs> this Liverpool thing. Yeah, I'm like, huh. hey, you know, very welcoming. Come on in. Yeah. And, and I sat down at the bar and watched it, and. And one of the guys like like you gotta watch this game this way because I said yeah. when it, uh, I go, when it comes to soccer I know nothing yeah I, I know absolutely nothing yep. I, I says I coached uh, little kids but mm -hmm. that's the best I can say yep. I know and even then I probably had them playing illegal soccer you know if <laughs> illegal you know I, I, I don't even know if it's yep. what I was teaching was correct but you know hey it worked <laughs> it worked <laughs> for know? time being it, it worked well we never lost. <laughs> Watch out, soccer! I mean, hey, you'll be going down to Frisco <laughs> next to the Soccer Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, I was BSing, and then and I was like, like this, I walked in and I says, "So, who are we supporting here? Who are we, who are we rooting yeah. for?" And he goes, "The team in the red. That's the Liverpool." Team in the red. Said, all right, all right, all right. So, I uh, I've now become a uh, Liverpool Reds fan. And by mm -hmm. the way, 
um, they're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, they, they actually fit well for being a Cleveland fan on this level. Uh, up until the Cavaliers won the championship in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's been a long drought in Cleveland, as you know. Yep. Uh, it's been 27, 28 years wow. since Liverpool won the uh, Premier League. And they're currently on the top. Wow. So, I'm jumping on at the right time, by the way. I'm a bandwagon. I'm a bandwagon man. I'm jumping on this bandwagon and riding it home. So uh, they play Saturday morning or Saturday, uh, I think, at noon. And uh, I'm uh, I'll probably hit back down to the West Side Bowl. By the way, if you're from the Youngstown area and have not been to the West Side Bowl, go. It is a cool place, man. They got a, that bowling alley uh, refurbished. Mm-hmm. They have a bar, you know, uh, lounge area. They have pinball machines. It is a sweet, sweet place. And uh, Nate does a great job there. Plus, they have uh, entertainment. They bring in bands and everything else. So uh, there's my little plug for a guy who probably never listened to my podcast. Uh, It is pretty cool. So uh, I didn't go last week. I don't think they were anyone was down there because I don't think they opened till like noon. And the game was like at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anyway, so I went to this. It was during the football season still. So it was in December. I had a good time and all this. And uh, matter of fact, I think they were playing um, Manchester United. Yep. And so whatever that date was, that's when I was there. And and I met all these guys. They all introduced me. And, you know, some of their wives or girlfriends or whatever the case may be were there. And, you know, having a good time sporting yep. uh, Liverpool. Well, immediately when the game ends – uh, Nate, who runs the place, switched over to a Minnesota Vikings game. Mm-hmm. And I'm turning around, and you see nothing but these shirts, these red shirts. It's Liverpool and, and Liverpool yeah. FC and all this. And they all had their beanie hats on. They're taking them all off. And on comes the Minnesota Vikings. Really? So it was like 90% of it was a Liverpool soccer team uh, supporting mm-hmm. bar. And a Minnesota Viking bar. Really? Yeah. So it was quite a, quite an experience. You want to talk about torture sports fans? Goodness gracious, alive. Yeah. They, <laughs> what? They, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with you there. They've had their opportunities, and, boy, they can't break through. No. No, I know a couple of Minnesota Vikings fans. And so, or, yeah, I've or met them over years, too, but – I, I I did not expect that in, no, in the west side of no, Youngstown. No, you don't expect that uh, at all. No, and uh, I was like, "Wow!" So, yeah, they all uh, come together each week to watch the Vikings there. I guess so. Really? Yeah, it was an interesting thing. Uh, so, uh, I'm a Collingwood in uh, in uh, Aussie football, and then I will uh, go round ball football in uh, Europe <laughs> with uh, with Liverpool. It looks like I have a good chance to bring it home a championship the first year of supporting him. <laughs> I'm jumping on this bandwagon right now, on. baby. <laughs> uh, oh. so I've been warned. Uh, if you ever see me around town with a red shirt on, you'll know why. Yep. We'll know why now. Uh, and, and like I said, I, when it comes to soccer, I really don't know much, but no. it was fun, and it's it's uh, it's cool to. To meet new people and, and sports fans in general, and it's it's good. I mean, the last I I will say this, and this was twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. Uh, I was down in Columbus back. Uh, the crew was probably two or three years old at the time, and a friend of mine lived down there, and we were spending the day and BSing and looking for something to do. And uh, I was in the newspaper, and I says, "Hey, the crew's playing," and he goes, "Oh, he goes, you want to go? I said, hmm, why not?" Something to do. And yeah. this was before Cruz Stadium. So they were playing at the shoe. That's how long ago it was. So wow. Whoever can figure that out, that we'll, yep. we'll know. Uh, so that was the only professional soccer game I've ever been to in my life. Uh, I've only been to like two soccer. I went to a couple high school games, covered them years ago. Yep. I didn't do play-by-play, but I was helping with the uh, production in back then. Mm. And uh, I have not really – I can't say I know much about it, but uh, – Go Reds. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Now, they have all these songs. I don't know anything about these songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they sing songs and songs European and songs. Is You'll Never Walk Alone. Really? Yes. That's your, like, fight song, huh? No, that's, like, their theme song. That's not, not even their fight song. That is, like, that is the meaning of who they are. 
Really? Yes. And the whole stadium will sing it. Really? You gotta YouTube it. Yeah, you gotta YouTube it. That's You'll never walk alone. <laughs> now, if I'm talking to this Jim, uh, he's sitting next to me and he's giving me all this information, all this. And he's oh he's a newbie and you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he starts singing in my ear this song and I'm like what the hell is going what the on hell are you doing and then he goes like this and then Peter's sitting next to me he goes that's the theme song that's the um, really he goes yep yep hey well <laughs> hey whatever um I know nothing whatever about Premier right? League and uh, but I'm having fun and that's what sports is all that's about right. is having fun that's right. It's not, it's, you know, in the end of the day, it doesn't mean much. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to cover. That's why we do this podcast. We're not trying to rewrite history, but we're trying to have some fun and some entertainment along the way. And I thank all of you who have uh, grown with us and do us a favor. When you're listening to this, tell your family and friends, even your enemies, as I like to say, because we <laughs> want to continue to grow Radio MVP. And uh, do us another favor. If you get this through Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review us. We need to that. That helps us grow the podcast. and gets into other people's feeds. So uh, if you can give us a rating and a review, I ain't going to tell you to rate us five star. Rate us five star. Uh, <laughs> rate <okay>. five star. <laughs> That's what everyone says when they do a podcast. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, just give me a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. And uh, it would be cool to have. So, uh yeah, that's been going on in the last uh, month here. So uh, uh, I'm a, a Liverpool guy. I have no <laughs> idea what that means, but I know what that means. I listen to these podcasts in uh, from Australia, mm-hmm. uh, footy. You know, the Australian football and uh, uh, how good is footy is just it's a hysterical group of. Uh, I think they're comedians, really. I I think there are you know, and they travel and anyways. So they bring in guests once in a while, you know, to. Uh, to be uh, commentators on their podcasts, kind of like we do, you know. Yeah. And there's two two extra podcasts that I've uh, ended up listening to. Uh, one's called Human Ordinary, which is phenomenal, by the way. If you want a different type of look at life and just ordinary being human and things that goes on in life, it's like a half hour, right? maybe mm-hmm. about 30 or 40 of these podcasts. Uh, he does uh, in seasons something that maybe I should learn how to do, but I don't. Do. <laughs> uh, but phenomenal, and uh, I, I recommend it highly. And the other one is uh, I'm, I like I said, when it comes to Australia, for some reason I've always liked their rock and roll music mm-hmm. over the years. I've uh, it was probably because in the '80s they had a lot of them come over uh, to the United States, have some success in that. So. As time went by, I kind of became fans of like Midnight Oil, and I was a big NXS fan, and uh, Hunters and Collectors, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Crowded House, and many others. So, uh, found out this this woman who was on this podcast, who doing the, uh, the footy commentating, uh, it does uh, works. I, I don't know if she works in the music industry or she she must. Uh, she talks about managing bands or something. Mm-hmm. So. But she has a podcast called Australian Jams, and uh, it's quite interesting. It's about a half hour long, and they talk about the different music in Australia going on, and uh, they play little clips from each song. And so uh, I'm going to reach out to her. She's like, she's a huge footy fan. Uh, I haven't had much success getting somebody on. <laughs> she's my latest. Uh, <laughs> she's your latest quest. Latest one to try because uh, the the footy season's going to come away in March, and it lasts for 26 weeks. It's like Holy baseball. Crap. It's forever, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. So I uh, got to watch it. Got to get, I just literally, I, I'll say the pun. I get a kick out of it. Uh, it's just, it's fun. And like I said, you know, baseball's 162 games. You got to do something yep. in between, yes. right? Yes, you do. You know, yes, you can you play do. golf, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, you do a lot of different things, you know? Uh, if you love music, uh, it's a great thing to do. And, uh, Looking forward to that, and it should be really good. I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's kind of fun. Uh, go Liverpool. <laughs> go to Liverpool, baby. <laughs> We're at the top of the standings. I don't know how I'm far, but we don't give up any goals, man. We just <laughs> shut them down. We just shut them down. That's all I know. That's all I know. It's a lot of fun. Maybe we'll get Peter on. He can tell me all about his uh, yeah. history with it. 
Uh, he was telling me, I guess they won championships all the time back in mm -hmm. the day uh, when he was uh, when he was growing up in uh, in that part of London. And uh, uh, he says they would come right down the street and have parades and all that. And he goes, and they haven't won like in 27 years. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Says, yeah. And uh, and he says, you know, they finished second. At, uh, last year they had a great team and they had a. They had a, uh, you know, a fool for a goaltender. You know, I'm being kind. Uh, <laughs> so we got a brand new goaltender this year, and he kicks ass. So uh, I don't know any of the players' names. I don't know the players' names. I don't know nothing. I'm just having fun. <laughs> but it, it is, you know, that's what sports is about, right? Let's have yep, fun. That's right. Here. Let's enjoy. I, I cover sports for a living, so I got to go to these uh, alternative sports for me to cheer. <laughs> Oh, uh, I almost make myself laugh when I say that. Uh, let's uh, let's have some fun. So uh, jump on board. Tell me how great and stupid I am, or whatever. Uh, let's go Liverpool. Let's go let's call go it Liverpool. Liverpool. Hey, Mason Cox is still the American playing Aussie football. I gotta go there. That's I have right. no choice. He's still the unofficial Aussie football player of the radio MVP sports podcast. And, and I'm going to reach out to that son of a gun again. Sooner or later, he's going to, he's going to accept my invitation to come on this thing. I don't care if I have to wake up at three in the morning to do it. That son of a bitch is coming on. <laughs> oh. uh, this is too much fun. All right, Anthony, final thoughts. I uh, just, I uh, guess it's good to be back after a month off. I uh, appreciate the well wishes. It's nice to be within two months of baseball starting, uh, two and a half months, and we're going to be playing them when they count, as they say. So it's uh, it's time to get back, uh, uh, scratching the baseball itch. And as this weather bombards us this weekend and ruins your birthday, uh, <laughs> just think in two and a half months, as they say, the next one counts. Should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great weekend for everyone's concerns. Yep. Uh, me and my back will be feeling it as I shovel my driveway. I I got shovel my driveway and yeah, well, I'm I'm <laughs> not going to get started again. I'll get in trouble. You probably already are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I probably am. By those who will listen tonight and tomorrow. All right. For Anthony, I am Tim here in Portman. You have a wonderful day, evening, or night, and thank you for downloading, and don't forget to tell your family, friends, and enemies as we continue to grow Radio NBC.